You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. The News Talk powerhouse, I'm telling you, right here in North Alabama. And the biggest show in the afternoons across North Alabama is this one, Right Side Radio. Proud to be with you. And like that fellow just said a moment ago, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Uh, that's the mantra, and that's what we try to stay, uh, stay aimed at at all times. Hey, uh, before I get on with our next guest, who I think you're going to enjoy hearing from, i got to quickly tell you about my friends at etaxbreaks.com. Etaxbreaks.com is the name of the company. And what they literally do is find you money. Oh, how's that sound? Finding you money you didn't know you qualified for because you've been running your business with good common sense policies, things like who you hired, where you put your business, uh, did you stay alive uh, uh, with a business, I mean, during the pandemic? Did you survive a natural disaster as a business? All of those things, there are 3,000 programs around the nation that provide you money, tax credits, tax incentives for having done what you might consider common sense. Etaxbreaks.com, they help you find it. All right. They, they build out over $7 million in found money for their clients just last month alone. So etaxbreaks.com forward slash right side is the website. Go check them out. All right, glad to have a friend come on the show here in a minute. Our current lieutenant governor here in Alabama is Will Ainsworth, and Will has been the lieutenant governor now since 2019. Uh, he was, uh, um, prior to that, is serving in the uh, Alabama House of Representatives. He's got a degree in marketing from Auburn University back in Marshall County. He's a uh, small business owner and a farmer. Uh, he and his wife, Kendall, have some beautiful kids. But he's currently serving as our lieutenant governor and running for re-election as well. Glad to have him on the show, Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth. Thanks for being with us on Right Side Radio. Hey, Phil, appreciate your friendship. Uh, glad to be on. Uh, you mentioned the uh, kids. They had their first day of school today, and uh, glad to say that in Gunnersville, where we live, uh, they, the school system is letting kids decide what to do, and our kids uh, went to school without a mask because they're healthy and actually had COVID and had antibodies, and, you know, uh, but they're starting the school year back and excited about that. Outstanding. Well, I know you got kids. Uh, now, your kids range from what age to what age, Will? Yeah, so I've got twin boys that are 11, uh, Hayes and Hunter. And um, they're all into sports. I got a daughter, Addie, that's nine. Okay, all right. So we're looking at elementary age, and uh, and so the Marshall County Schools uh, they chose not well, to Gunnersville go. Gunnersville City. I'm sorry, Gunnersville City chose not to go mask up. All right, that's great. That's right. Yeah. Let parents decide what they want to do. Well, how about that for a novel idea? Um, yeah. Because we're Amen. not seeing it in other sorry. places. And there's a report out today. Will I mean I hadn't planned on going down this road with you, but there's a report out today. That even while you and I are talking, that President Biden is saying that he's examining whether or not he has the authority, he knows he doesn't, the authority to do a nationwide mask mandate for all schools. That'll be interesting. Yeah, he certainly doesn't have the authority, and he'll face a huge fight in Alabama. I think uh, when you look at elected you know, officials in Alabama now and being the last line of, def- line of defense against um, what's going on in D.C., never has it been more important. Well, it's absolutely right, and I've been saying on this show that our our legislature, which technically, even though you're lieutenant governor, you preside over the Senate, so you 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 have a you even have a tie breaking vote opportunity if the situation arose. But uh, all said and done, our legislature and our attorney general, in every state for that matter, are the firewall against uh, overreach. Those those two entities right there uh, are are really the protection against overreach from the federal government. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think we're going to have to continue to examine what can we do to protect uh, Alabamians, protect our freedom, protect our liberty, because it's very clear that you know, federal government wants to continue to tax. They want to continue to grow. They want to continue to control everything. And we've got to push back. And unfortunately, that's why we have states. Well, and you're right. We have a 10th Amendment to our Constitution that allows us the opportunity to have a say, um, to, to, to you know, extend protections and, and defend the rights of our citizens. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's oftentimes seen as those powers that are not otherwise enumerated to the federal government devolve to the states. However, there's also times when the states just have a say in sort of pushing back on, on federal overreach. And I know Attorney General Marshall has been doing some of that. I am concerned, um, I'll just be honest with you, uh, Lieutenant Governor, uh, I'll be honest with you, I, I'm, I'm concerned with what I would consider to be almost like a, a sort of a, a tepid approach to this within our state legislature. And I'm hoping that in the coming months, we're going to wind up seeing more of a buck-up attitude, uh, get rid of the COVID protections, get everybody back in the room, allow for full-on debate, and, and, and get us moving in a more conservative bent than some of what I've seen come out of the legislature in the past two years. Yeah, I'm certainly, uh, you know, um, of course, you know me well, but, you know, I'm not afraid to fight, not afraid to stand up for what's right. But uh, I'm certainly going to be pushing for that. Um, you know, at this point, we didn't do more last session to curtail some of the stuff that um, we'd already been through. And now we're going through it again. Um, but I think rights, rights, wrongs, wrong. And I think at the end of the day, taking rights and trying to mandate stuff is um, you know, certainly not the role of someone that's not elected. Well, it's not, I mean, and I know that you, as the lieutenant governor, you don't usually set a full-on legislative agenda, but yet you have that right. You can you can pick a package of bills that you want to shepherd and you want to do things with. Have you got anything in mind yourself that you want to see done through legislative processes that you're going to try and shepherd through in your office uh, of lieutenant governor? Yeah, I mean, so last session, um, as you know, we passed our military uh, package of bills, and this next session we're looking at um, a small business. I'm chair of the Small Business Commission, and um, you know, Governor Ivy gave us that when we got elected lieutenant governor, just with our small business background. And looking at a lot of different things, one of the things we're looking at is a bill to remove the business privilege tax. Right? I don't think you should. It should, you know, it shouldn't be a privilege to have a business here. And um, the economy's doing well, our uh, budgets are growing, and certainly think it's time to do some tax cuts and um, small oh, businesses have hit been hit worse than anyone during the pandemic. And so we're going to have a package of bills dealing with small businesses that we're starting to work on. We'll have ready by the time session comes around. Well, that, that would be huge. And I'm going to be honest with you. If, if that's the case, if you have an actual bill out there, you know, I still do a bunch of work with the Alabama policy Institute. And if you have bills out there that literally say it's time to give back to the people of the state, we're going to wipe out the business privilege tax, which is just basically saying I get to I have to pay to be allowed to do business. Or for that matter, the grocery tax, which we're one of only three states in the nation that still even fully taxes groceries. Um, we, we would be 100% behind that and, and, and go to war with you uh, to, to make it happen. Yeah, no, we, that's going to happen. I mean, next session, we plan on pushing that. We plan on that being a priority piece of legislation um, from our Small Business Commission. And, um, you know, it's time to do some of these things. Um, I think when you look at just, you know, the fact that um, – you know, the pandemic, you know, like I mentioned, small business getting hit. When you look at how great our budgets are doing and the fact that, you know, we can give back to businesses. So let's do it, right? And we can do that through tax cuts and um, taking, getting rid of some of these fees that people have to pay. And so we're going to continue to look. And certainly any suggestions you got, Phil, would love to have them. 
Well, and, and, and we certainly will, and, and, and we'll also provide the background research on that. But let me shift gears with you for a minute. Uh, we got a couple of minutes before we hit the first break, and then I'm going to want you to stay on if you can, uh, just for our last segment of this half hour. But the Military Stability Commission, now you did a series of bills this past session that dealt with our military communities. And this particular listening area right now, uh, Redstone Arsenal and Anasinari Depot are huge uh, at, uh, uh, additions to our economy and our life and, and, and part of Alabama. But throughout the entire state, we got, you know, of course, Fort Rucker, we've got Maxwell Air Force Base, and we got National Guard and Reserve elements all over the place. So what's the Military Stability Commission doing? And then we've also got Space Force, brother. So what what is happening in your regard uh, to military stability within Alabama? Yeah, so I mean, right now, um, you know, we had a report that really troubled us dealing with Maxwell, where Maxwell was ranked fourth from the bottom, and so we had a whole package of bills that we got passed uh, dealing with things such as license reciprocity, uh, making sure that if a spouse moved into Alabama of a military member, they could get a job and what they were qualified in, uh, in-state tuition, meaning that if a military family member was in our state and they got reassigned somewhere else, their student, um, you know, their son or daughter got uh, to keep in-state tuition rate. Um, you know, we did a charter school uh, down in Montgomery, and uh, it's going to be a military charter school. It's going to have an airspace focus um, to try to give uh, students some choices in education there. Um, and, you know, we're excited about that and think that's going to be great. Um, you know, I think when you look at just uh, Space Command, for the next 100 years, what that's going to do in Huntsville, you know, I'm national chair of the Airspace States Association, and so part of my job as lieutenant governor is to go out and represent Alabama. I'll be going to the National um, Space Symposium in, um, out in Colorado in a few weeks, and, um, you know, we have real strong competitors with, you know, Colorado, Florida, trying to recruit industry here, but Alabama is the capital of not only the U.S., but the world when it comes to aerospace and defense and protecting our assets in space, and so you know, if you're an engineer, if you want to go into manufacturing, I mean, Alabama is, I'm very bullish on the aerospace industry, tie that in with defense and how those go great together. You know, there's more PhDs and engineers per capita in Huntsville than anywhere in the world. A tremendous amount of smart people there. And, um, you know, it's really exciting to figure out that, you know, and look and see that the next rockets are going to go to space. The technology is going to take us to Mars. It's coming right from Alabama. And so we're going to continue to push that continue to grow that, continue to make sure we get our workforce ready for that. And uh, it's a great partnership between aerospace and also our military. And, um, you know, I think Space Command's going to be huge. Well, folks, you're listening to Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth. Uh, Will, would you mind hanging on through a short break? We're going to finish up this discussion and maybe talk a little bit about school choice since you brought up that charter school thing, too. Is that good with you? Sure. Yeah, All right, folks, Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth for the state of Alabama here on the line with us. Uh, He hails from the North Alabama area, and he's been serving the state and giving you some insights on things, one of which is that there are tax relief bills that are in the planning. That's always good to hear. We'll be right back after this on Right Side Radio, News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN.
Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, the News Talk powerhouse here in North Alabama. And this is the biggest show in the afternoons across North Alabama, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. I'm your host, Phil Williams. We're going to go straight back to the phones without delay to Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth. Uh, Lieutenant Governor, uh, hey, thanks for being on and holding on during the break. And I want to talk to you about school choice, but before I do, I was just reminded that something just kind of dropped in our laps uh, in the last uh, uh, couple of days. Uh, and I don't know if you're even aware of it. So forgive me for, for catching you off guard here if I can. Um, but state employees, I, I just ask if you are aware of this or if you have any comment on it. State employees, they're going to wind up, according to the state personnel department, I'm looking at their guidelines, which went into effect this week on Monday. State employees are being told that if they are vaccinated, if they are vaccinated, I mean, how do they know? But if they are vaccinated and they get COVID anyway, or a member of their family gets COVID and they have to care for them, they'll be required to um, quarantine for about 12 days, and they'll also be allowed to work remotely. That's, okay, that's understandable. But if you're not vaccinated, again, uh, Will, how do they know? But if they're not vaccinated and they get COVID, they're required to quarantine for 17 to 20 days, and they will not be allowed to work remotely. Even if they're asymptomatic, they'll not be allowed to work remotely. Were you aware of that? Was not aware of that. First, I've heard. Uh, I'm going to look into that though and see if we can get that changed. Yeah, I tell you what, I'm going to send you a copy of the policy. Um, I would like you to look into it because what it does there, in, in my opinion, this is just me with my radio show. But in my opinion, what it's doing is saying, first of all, we're we're, we're not typically allowed to ask your vaccination status, but we're going to go ahead and set up a standard. And if you've not gotten the shot for whatever reason. We're going to go ahead and just affect our productivity in the department by saying, even if you can work at home, we're not going to allow you to work from home. You'll just have to burn your leave. And they're going straight to the pocketbook trying to make people get a shot. And I, I think that's wrong. That's terrible. I mean, you know, I mean, that, that person ought to be able to work remotely just like the other one. And uh, also, I mean, the quarantine period should be the same. Well, I, I agree. Well, listen, <laughs> I, I will mean, send yeah. that to you. So, yeah, Sorry? send it to me. I'm going to send it to you. Uh, I'll get that out to you this afternoon as soon as the show's over. Yeah, hey, um, you brought up uh, uh, charter schools a moment ago, and you have a yeah. um, aerospace-related uh, military charter school uh, down in the Maxwell Air Force Base area. Very cool. You know, President Trump, who we're we're the – I mean, you and I both live in the 4th Congressional District in Alabama, and, and that, is the, um, that is the most Trump-supporting congressional district in the entire United States – and President Trump said school choice is the literally the uh, civil rights issue of our lifetime. And yet we saw zero school choice, for the most part, come out of our legislative processes in the last couple of years. You got any thoughts on that or where we're headed in that regard? You know, I think uh, in Alabama we're really going to have to solve what to do, especially in inner cities. Um, you know, you look at areas where they've had historically failing schools, um, Montgomery, Birmingham, some areas in Huntsville. Uh, you know, we've got to do something different. I think school choice is one of the options we need to do. I think charter schools is one of the options. I think getting back to the reading initiative and how it worked under Bob Riley is something we need to do. I think trying to break the generational poverty cycle, you know, through um, pre-K and allowing kids into that and then, you know, following that up with the reading initiative through, you know, public schools. But, I mean, obviously, um, I think competition is good. I think competition is going to, you know, whether it's in school, whether it's in, um, you know, business, you know, it's going to make things better. And so, you know, I, I certainly have been a supporter of that and um, think that's something we need to look at and, 
again, I mean, there's some areas of the state that are doing well, and there's some areas that are doing really poorly. And I don't think uh, one size fits all is the uh, answer for anything. But certainly think that um, across the board, I think I can you know definitely say that competition is going to drive our schools to be better. Well, I agree with you. It's almost like having the free market in our public systems. And so there's there's two bills that came up in the last session down in the House, and they died a quick death. Uh, one of them just simply would have said, I don't know if you're aware, but you mentioned charter schools a moment ago. Even though charter schools are technically a public school, they're not funded to the same level as other public schools. And so one of the bills that just died last session would have simply said, charter schools get the same level of funding as every other public school. Bam, there you go. It should be low-hanging fruit. The other one is Alabama is one of, I think, only three states that does not allow for what they call open enrollment, where basically if you're in the, say, the Huntsville City Schools, but you want to go to the Gunnersville City Schools, you just can because it's public to public. And, and we're one of the few states that does not allow that. So once again, your zip code determines where you go to school. And, and those two bills are probably going to come back in the next session. And those should be low-hanging fruit because the rest of the world sees those as low-hanging fruit. No, that's a great point. Um, when you talk about, you know, um, public choice and educational schools, you know, we did that with our military families where if you're zoned for a you know, school, you can go to another school. Honestly, I'll be honest, that should be wherever, right? I mean, our tax dollars are funding these public schools. Um, you should be able to choose to go whatever school. If I live in, you know, technically right now I live in the – we do have a choice at Gunnersville. I live in the county, but yet we pay a fee to go to Gunnersville. But it should be a system where you should be able to go to whatever school is best for your child. That's the purpose Absolutely. of education. The parent ought to be able to decide that. Absolutely. Well, hey, Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth, we appreciate you being on the show. Solid as always. And uh, I'm going to get you a copy of that state policy on COVID guidelines. Let me know. That's concerning. Please send that to yeah. me. I'm going to send it to you, brother. Hey, thanks for being on the show. Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth, who's also running for re-election as a Republican lieutenant governor for the state of Alabama. You can find him online. Check him out. Uh, He's been doing some good things. He presides over our Senate, aside from doing the executive branch uh, duties that Lieutenant Governor comes with. We'll be right back after this. Plenty more where that came from. Going to break down some news at the top of the hour. We'll talk about critical race theory with a guest coming on from Eagle Forum. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back.